0: Hello, hello! Welcome to another fun episode of the Story Darlings podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm Tara,
1: and And I'm Ty.
0: No, Ty, (laughs) I love it. No, I love it because I was telling Tara before you hopped on Ty. I was like, you know, meeting with Ty, like he's really chatty. Like, just let him go; it'll be great. So, of course, you would introduce yourself without you know me having to prompt you. So that's totally that's totally fine. But yes, okay, Ty, good. <laughs> Ty Carlson, everybody. Um, you just, it's been a month since The Bench came out, which is your first book. Yeah. And has, so yeah. exciting. Yeah. And we all, so a little context here we all went to high school together. Um, so one of my earliest remo- like memories of you, Ty, was like in Miss Langston's class. And. Oh, man. and I remember looking over you because you were at the row next to me, like a little mm-hmm. bit in front of me. And you had like a, I don't remember if it was like a Game Informer magazine or like a game guide or something, but it was like Final Fantasy related. Yeah. And it's like, I remember I was so shy in high school. I was like, oh, that guy is awesome. Like, I want to talk about that so much. But <laughs> you kind of sit there. And then I was like terrified of Miss Langston, too.
1: Right. I mean, it, she was great. I loved I loved Miss Langston's class. But yeah, I would, I would carry game guides around and read them because I, I couldn't read them at home. My mom and dad disapproved of video games so much that it was like, I'm going to sneak out and I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to party. I'm going to read video game magazines. <laughs>
0: it
1: was, it was something else. Yeah. Yeah. I was a wild child for sure. Yeah,
0: so crazy. It
1: was a long Here time we ago. we are.
0: Yeah. All grown up. So Tara... We Mm -hmm. like to talk about what we've been reading lately. So what's new with you?
2: So not a lot new, but I have been reading the From Blood and Ash series. And I know I have already discussed that first book. So I will will lay off that first book. And so I am now reading the second book.
0: And yeah, I'm about 20% in. So getting there. Tara's too afraid to mention the other book that she wanted to say because it's like super smutty tie but we don't have a problem with that and here. it's supernatural. It. so I'm trying to like
2: not oh, be
1: that person that... like werewolf sex right yes that... exactly no <laughs> <laughs> listen I've listened to enough episodes <laughs> of this podcast to know what you like <laughs>
2: yes yes um but sandra wasn't supposed to mention that so yeah
0: oopsies I mean, now it's out there. yeah it's out there <laughs>
2: it's,
1: okay. it's
0: okay just embrace it why are you hiding who you are we were just talking about this yeah just
1: it's, it's just you. a little erotica
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
2: romantica i mean but Ooh. but it's on one of those apps where you can only read a chapter at a time like
1: Ugh.
2: and it's driving Episodic. me nuts i'm like no
0: Give
1: mean? me more. I get it. I get it. You don't I mean, get the opportunity to just like not put the book down.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be a lucrative endeavor, Ty, like releasing stuff like that.
1: I had thought about doing it. Amazon dropped their whatever episodic thing where you can release yeah, mm-hmm. them chapter mm-hmm. by chapter. And I'd actually considered releasing my next short story that way before I got picked up by Four Horsemen. So yeah. uh, now it's just now it's actually gonna be published.
0: Yeah. That's cool. I'm so excited. I remember sitting down with you and you were talking about, I love just hearing how you approach the writing process. And it's like, I know you have a lot of inspiration from Stephen King and it's like, I love Stephen King. It's just, he has a way he doesn't write eloquently or anything like that, but he's so Mm. good at just capturing people. And it's just like, just an everyday person. And I feel a lot of that in your writing. So I, Actually, just finished reading *The Bench*. So I read the published version you of *The it? Bench*. Yes, I did finish it. Not just the manuscript version, but it was fun, like trying to think back to what the differences were. But I loved the changes and just the enhancements that you did to yeah. the story. I don't want to get into spoilers because Tara has not read it yet, and you know for those listening. I don't want to spoil it, but I love the story fine. so much. I'm yeah. so glad. One of the earliest pieces of feedback I think I mentioned to you, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like the good parts of the notebook. It's not like okay. Full disclaimer here. I hated the ending of the notebook because mm-hmm. it was just so freaking cheesy to me, like eye right. roll. But you had like the best elements of the notebook and like that black mirror kind of twist thing. And I loved yeah. it. Like relentless. You like twist here. Like, you would hmm.
1: That's what I wanted with the book because it started out as, as a, I I was going to write it as a thriller and I couldn't, I couldn't nail that. And so I was like, okay, it's more about the relationship between this husband and wife. And that's something that a lot of people can relate to is not necessarily husband and wife, but just relationships in general. And so I really kind of doubled down on that and then decided what would really mess with people's heads. And then, and then went there. I love the story and it took a little bit my publisher actually rewrote, and you probably noticed the first chapter being different. Um, They said, hey, would you consider rewriting the first chapter? And for me, having, being a first time author, I was like, I mean, if you think it'd be a better book in that I rewrite the first chapter, absolutely, I'll rewrite the first chapter. So I did, and they said, okay, we love it. This is great. Um, Can you do, you know, like a couple of these little minor things throughout the story? And I was like, yeah, that's no big deal at all. And so I was really, really pleased with with the end result And, um, I'm just super, super excited to have people read it and tell me what they think and, and tell me what they don't like, because that's, that's going to help me be a better writer. So it's all very scary. (laughs) You know, you write, like you put your heart and soul into this thing, you make up something from nothing. And then you, you potentially have people say, wow, this is just like really shitty. And, and, and you're sitting there (laughs) saying, cool. Okay. That's great.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so it's like with- I think me and Sandra felt that with this podcast too. We're like, oh my god, are people actually going to want to hear us talk at all?
1: I yeah. love listening to this thing because, uh, and full disclosure, I don't like podcasts because so many times it's like we're going to talk about this thing and then it just scatters into like I don't know. We're talking about something completely different. And what I've what I've experienced is that the podcast that I really like like yours is you have a goal. This is what we're going to talk about. Like the Christmas episode, your your top 10 lists or Sandra's top two. And then that's what you talk (laughs) about. Right. And then, and then it's, and then it's done. And I love that because I don't, I don't have the capability of going on these rabbit trails to trying to figure out like, how are we going to get back to this? Like what the podcast is titled or what that episode is titled. So I think you're doing great. I love it.
0: Thanks for that feedback. Um, I wanted to go back to something that you just mentioned with having that critical feedback come back and they're like, hey, how about you try rewriting a chapter? I thought I had seen like you tweet or Facebook post or something in the past about like playing with point of view as well, like first versus third mm-hmm. person too. But it's like, as you said, you pour your heart and soul into this piece of work and then you hand it off to someone to get their honest yeah. opinion. When they came back and said that, what was your reaction? I just...
1: I was, um, I was super nervous because I had gotten their attention through a, a Twitter pitch event. And um, they had liked my, my pitch, which I actually used the comps Black Mirror in the notebook. And they said, hey, this is great. Um, send us like your manuscript. And I said, okay, awesome. So I sent the, it was actually the first three chapters. And that's when they came back and they said, we really love this story, but we feel like it could be stronger. And for me, of course, I was like gushing. And I told my wife and I was like, holy cow, they really liked it. They liked my, like my words, they liked. Um, and it was very affirming. And I, I said, absolutely. I'll rewrite that first chapter. Um, I want to maintain this, this like kind of perspective within it um, and this theme. And they said, that's fine. Just rewrite it and let us know, what, or and then send it along. And I did and was really surprised when they came back um, and they said, we love it. We want to offer you a contract. Let's get on a call. We got on the call. And they said, you know, you're the first sci-fi author that we've um, requested you rewrite a, rewrite a chapter and you didn't say no. And for me, that was really strange because if I'm a first-time author, if anyone's a first-time author, for for you to get that feedback that says we love the story, but it could be better, and you're content with it not being better, that seems so backwards to me. Um, and of course, like when when I make it big and, you know, I'm releasing... Two books a year, and I'm I'm making millions. Then I can be like, no, I'm not really going to rewrite this first chapter. I think it's fine. But for now, I'm I'm new to this, so I'm I'm absolutely okay with someone saying um, I like this, but it could be better. So I was, I'm still ecstatic, and, and the relationship I have with my publisher, they're they're very very hands off. it's kind of once it was published, they're like, all right, you do whatever you want. If you want to spoil it for your followers, or you want to read the you know the twist, then do it. But just know that that might impact what what kind of sales you might have. And so, um, yeah, I'm very, very, very blessed with the publisher that decided to pick me up.
0: It's crazy that you were the first one that was just like, yeah, okay. It's almost like, okay, is it ego that's getting in the way of like everybody else or, you know, what is it? But yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Reading the finished product, the story as is now, it's like you, you double down on the science fiction aspect of it a lot, but it's just like, It further strengthened how you structured the book, like splitting it into the different POVs and Mm -hmm. sprinkling in some of those things to pick up on. And I love like more of the world details, like at what point in time, where the world is at, like what it looks like. I just loved all of those details. And even like there's a – more romantic scene in it too, just getting like more, Tara, I'm winking at you. There's like a more, just more. (laughs) And I just, I loved all of the changes that I saw, but I have always thought that even in your rough draft, you have such beautiful writing, like such beautiful (laughs) writing, like in your, um, it's in the end matter of the book, but you talk about mm-hmm. how you really like Fitzgerald and Tolkien and card. And I see a lot of like that Fitzgerald style, just that really beautiful literature in your writing. And it's mm-hmm. just a pleasure to read. And so I was finishing the bench last night and I was like crying again. I was just yes. like, oh, I cried during the manuscript. I cried during the book. I'm just like, God.
1: My editor, when she, when she sent it back, one of the best comments that I've ever had on any of my writing. And she said, Ty, I've cried for the last 30 pages and I'm, I really love it. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I want. I yes, want you to it was cry. Like,
0: mm-hmm. It was the last chunk of the book. It's just a tearjerker, Tara. You can I handle it. I
2: feel like it. I really need to read this now because <laughs> I like to cry during my books too. So
0: You love Twist too. That's the thing. You, you would enjoy it. I promise you.
1: It's, I mean, so, it's out there. You can yeah. read it or you can't I mean, you don't have to read it
2: I know I've looked it up on Amazon. I even showed my husband I'm like this is the book <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> have not done it
1: it's it's take your time it's fine so
0: tell me It's about... not like it's going
1: down anytime soon
0: mm-hmm. so okay, how do you say the series name
1: Dadiri dadiri yeah it's okay. um an aboriginal word that means like. Critical thinking, um, even that's not like a not like the right translation. It's like it's like pensive critical thought about other kind of immaterial concepts. Rough translation, um, but really to get uh, it's kind of funny. I told my publisher, so they they really want um, series to publish like they want to be like a series publisher. I was like, okay, that's great. I this isn't a series. This is a standalone. There's not going to be a sequel. I don't ever really want to write a sequel is that okay? And they were like, well, what are your other works going to be? And I said, well, they're same world, different times, different stories. And they said, oh, okay, well, that's like a spiritual series. And I was like, I can get on board with that. And they're like, okay, so that's a series. And I was like, okay. Um, they said, come up with a name. And I had no idea, but all of the things, all of the ideas um, that I have for books are more along these lines of, of themes that evoke some some reaction after you think about like, what would the world be like if it was like this? Or what would happen if this thing was true or false or whatever? So I Googled words in different languages that meant like critical thinking. And um Dadiri was one of the ones that came up. And I thought, this is really great. And I talked with my wife, Kanyan, um, went through a few of them. And she said that Dadiri just kind of resonated with her. And I said, you know, I think that's true. Um, and so I, I emailed it back and they said they absolutely loved it. So Dadiri Saga... Book one is The Bench, and book two will be um, a short story called The Glade, and book three will be a novel called The Favorite.
0: Ooh, yep. Uh, I've heard you mention The Favorite before in the past. Super excited about those. Thank you for giving more color to the series name. That's really really cool. I agree with that. It was awesome. At the end of the book, there was like the book club questions. Mm -hmm. And yeah. You are able to even in questions. You're able to articulate so much that goes through me whenever I like finish reading a story. And so the bench was one of those stories. I finished it and I felt like so sad and torn because of this plot thing, Tara. Yeah. That the bench. <laughs> um, and Sandra loves to be sad. So I love being sad. Right, right up her alley. I well,
1: you sad. should read all of my stuff then. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I am going to read all of your stuff ty oh, I am
1: Oh my goodness but yeah, like those, uh, those
0: questions it just nailed like everything that I have trouble articulating because it's just uh, like you see how it can be helpful to a society or an individual, and it's just, I don't know, I don't know if if it was worth it i. I'm torn. Yeah, I go back and that's, forth.
1: That's the question. And uh, those book club questions were almost an afterthought. My editor said, hey, what are, your, what are your thoughts about this? And I said, I think that's a great idea. Because even Kanya's book club, my wife's book club, they said they wanted to read it this year and it's next month's book or March's book. And I got to thinking like, what, what do I want people to, to think about after they're done reading The Bench? What do I want them to reevaluate in their own lives? Or even in our society you know so much there's so much right now about privacy and intellectual property and nfts and all this kind of stuff and it's like what what effect is that having on on me personally um and then my kind of my my, my circle and society our culture as a whole and, and so those those book club questions were a lot about how how is the world changing and is it changing for the better or is it changing for the worse? or is it or can those can those it coexist simultaneously and it be both really good and and really bad for different people. Um and so those book club questions tried to address some of that.
0: Yeah. And there is there is no right or wrong answer. It's just Yeah. You see the pros and cons of all of it. But it's just like even so a tsunami is kind of like part of this plot tara But it's just like you hear current events like the one that just happened, you know, east of Australia and just yeah. rising sea levels and everything it's just i don't know where we're going but i loved how yeah. you enriched the writing the story with all of that detail though it was just it just it just resonated I, even more with the time
1: i thought and i don't know if you noticed it i i had a little plug in there not a not a good plug necessarily about uh, alexa and how many of uh, yes. we have these like bluetooth devices with names and I thought I I've always struggled with you know these devices that listen that that mm-hmm. don't listen you know kind of a thing. And in the book it they they kind of just throw their hands up and they just say this is just this is just how it is now. The government's going to listen to us. We're gonna we're gonna be held accountable for things that we shouldn't be held accountable for. And that's the world. Welcome to it, kind of a thing. And I don't necessarily want to have like a a conversation about where our society is going by any means. But it's curious to see what we what wasn't accepted you know 20 years ago don't get don't get in cars with strangers and now i'm calling a stranger to pick me up called uber you know Mm -hmm. and and don't give your name to anyone on the internet 15 10 years ago even and now i'm i'm accepting friend requests from people that i have no idea who they are you know it's just interesting how life changes with technology especially
0: yeah our generation is just kind of stuck in the middle of it and dealing with Like my dad's generation, my God, like trying to talk to him about anything. It's just like, (laughs) (laughs) I I love you. So we're going to end this conversation right now. It's just like, is this delaying the inevitable? You know, what is it really? But go
2: ahead. I'm just worried about our kids' generation because my kids are already addicted to everything. And I'm like, are you going to be able to survive?
1: I know. And how is that going to affect their social lives? And is it will it enrich their social lives? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Even the last two years, like having a five-year-old and like, this is the third time he's been quarantined and it's just going back to school. It's like a fight to get him back to school. And it's like, he just, I don't know, like the social skill, he just, maybe it'll get developed, maybe not. <laughs>
2: I know Sandra and I have talked about our kids and their addiction to their tablets and things oh my like gosh. that and how it changes their personality. And I don't yeah. personally think it changes my kid's personality for the better. So No,
1: um, no. Yeah. Well, it's... as soon as my 12 year old gets off Fortnite, he's wired and angry and just like yes. uncontrollable and, and we limit it. No, you're not alone. Trust me. You're not it's alone. Not just
2: my kid who just All starts yelling at me after yeah, he gets but... off of Fortnite. I'm like, why are you yelling at me? I haven't even done anything to you. Chill. But
1: I I think back to our parents' generation and how much my mom and dad would have loved it if on a fourteen hour drive to Minnesota we had something to do in the car.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: mm-hmm. pretty sure my parents would absolutely have traded whatever they had with here's a here's a, a switch, you know, like Play Mario for three hours, yeah. But yeah, I I don't know.
0: That's another thing I really liked about the Bench Tie is like you have this world where this is the state of things. This is where the technology is at. And then you have it based in Arkansas and there were so many like little Easter eggs that I enjoyed coming across too in it. And so you have those juxtaposed against each other. It's like the natural state of, you know, beautiful yep. Ozarks, Northwest Arkansas, and then just this, the technology aspect of it. And so I love seeing that too.
1: I always love reading a book and it, it mentioning something or somewhere that I recognize. And a book that Finley was reading, I think last last summer, mentioned that it was in, in Arkansas and, and we both kind of fangirled about it. It was like, oh my gosh, this book, it's that's our state. It was like, there are 50 states, you know, but like it takes place in Arkansas. How cool is that? And so I do like sprinkling those in there and and there's, um, yeah, there's a couple in the bench. There'll be a couple in the others too, um, because it also helps tether the reader to to our reality and and kind of, displaces them into their into whatever reality they're creating with the book so it it's really a fun thing when they're reading this this story about this this guy being able to go see his wife his dead wife and you know it mentions something that's familiar it for me as a reader when I when that happens I think you know okay I know I'm reading like a fake story but but what if what if it's some other reality and of course like your sci-fi imagination. For me, it's like, what if it is some other reality? And this is actually a true story. And this guy, you know, whatever. whatever. But it's fun to it's fun to play around with reality, and and why not add a, a few layers in there that are true, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that about it. So I've already picked your brain in person about writing and stuff too. But it's how how do these ideas like come to you, and do you act on them immediately, or do you just kind of set them aside and let them stew a bit before? exploring them?
1: It depends. So Mm. for the bench, um, I had seen a Facebook post that said, if you could sit on a bench with a person living or dead for an hour, who would it be? I thought, oh, that's kind of an interesting idea. I wonder, I wonder who Kanye would pick. And so I asked her and her dad died when she was nine. And so she said, I would pick my dad. I said, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I wonder what that would look like. Um, How would that work? Like, how would you get, how would you get someone dead back? And so then the, the idea kind of snowballed into um, what the bench is. And it's, it's being able, you know, everyone has the chips in their arm and it records their whole life and every experience and every emotion. And it conglomerates it into um, almost like a, like a hologram is the easiest way to describe it. So Evan is able to go talk to his wife because of that. And I thought, you know, that's, that makes sense. Now, I mean, in this world that I've created, that makes sense that, that this stuff could happen. And, um, and what what would that be like? So for the bench, that's how that idea came about. For others, it's it's funny because I, I will I'll see something and be like, oh, that'd be a cool book. Wait a second, I write. Okay, I'll write it. And I, so I, I like jot down the idea real quick, or I put it into my phone on the notes tab. Um, it usually happens in church, and I don't know why, but maybe it's because <laughs> I can finally unplug, and like my brain just is not being dad or husband at that moment. And I'll be sitting in church, and I think. Oh, this would be a cool idea for the book. And Kanye's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm I'm an author now. Leave me alone, you know. Um for the glade, it's it's something that I see all the time driving is this um this grove of trees. And so I thought, um, I wonder what kind of a story would could be created within that. Um, and got the idea for the glade. And then um for the favorite, it's uh it's about a little boy, two brothers one has really severe nosebleeds. Um, and I got the idea for the favorite by Finley, our oldest, having just spontaneous nosebleeds. Like for two or three months, he would have one twice a week. And so I thought as a joke, I was like, Finley, what if something's, you know, what if something is is like, what if Asher is stealing your health? And he was like, Dad, that's creepy, stop it. And so then I, I thought the it. idea, what if, <laughs> one brother is stealing the health of the other brother. And, um, and so in the favorite, that's the, that's the premise for the story is that the parents have to choose which is their favorite or which one, which one gets to live.
0: I can't wait to read that one. Like I, the dark side of me is like all about it. I want to, I want to pick it up.
1: Oh man. It's, it's a story that I've had rolling around in my brain for a while because as parents, we're all parents, you have multiple kids you could never choose a favorite. You could—I mean, people say all the time, like, "Oh, I can't have favorites." I mean, you, everybody knows, like, you have a favorite in certain respects. Like Finley, I love—I love playing with Finley. He's my favorite playmate. Asher is my favorite snuggler. He's—he just always has been. Ellis is my only daughter, so she's my favorite. But Kipton <laughs> is—you know, like—he's super sweet. So we don't have favorites, you know, really. But if it came to 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 like a crossroads where where you literally had to choose, okay, if I, if I want this child to live, this one will die. And if I want this one to live, this one will die. That's an impossible choice. And so I got kind of the germ for that idea. Like, what if I was faced with that choice? And so that's where you mentioned earlier, going from uh, third person to first person, that's where I changed the perspective in this story from third to first, because I thought, you know, as a dad and the main character is a dad named Grant, what what inner thoughts do i have as a dad that no one else knows you know um when the kids ask "Dad, are you okay and i say yeah i'm fine or dad are you angry at me no not at all you know what am i really thinking it might be that i'm i'm really furious but i don't want you to know that um because that that would hurt you or that would that wouldn't accomplish anything you know or dad are you okay um yeah i'm totally fine and i'm thinking about bills and i'm thinking about you know ellis is sick what if it's cancer which of course is the worst case scenario. We always go to, um, you know, with Finley's nosebleeds, I did think like, what if something, something bad is going on right now? And, and I, am I being a good dad by, by writing it off? So he doesn't feel afraid or am I being a bad dad by writing it off? And I really should be freaking out about it and finding, you know, taking him to the doctor. Is this something we need to look into? And so there's this, there's a lot of internal monologue, maybe not monologue, but just, um, Mm -hmm. thoughts that this dad has that, um, a lot of people aren't privy to, and I think it not—it's not necessarily reserved for dads. Moms do it probably to the nth degree more than a dad. So insane. Um, if, <laughs> if having conversations with my wife is any indication, she's got you know like a hundred thousand things on her to-do list, and and she's overwhelmed, and I have four on mine, and I'm overwhelmed, and it's it's it just provides really good insight into, um, with it being first person, what is it like being a parent and. And if I had to choose one of my kids, what would I, what would I do in that situation? And I love the story. It's, it's dark and it's creepy and it's more along the lines of what I wanted the bench to be. Um, But the story for the bench wrote itself. I, my perspective usually is the story, the story is out there and I'm just the conduit. So I'm writing what the story wants it to be. Um, And so usually the story Goes and I mean the sex scene in the bench was not planned at all. I think I texted you that night and I was like, I just wrote a sex scene. I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I I hadn't planned on writing that, but the story it led itself to that way, and it really enriched the story because it and, and that that memory it needed to happen. And so um my the way that I write is the way that I get those ideas is just I wonder what if, and then writing them is. I'm very haphazard in how I write. I write the first chapter. I write the seventh chapter. I write the end. I erase the end. I write the chapter before the end, and I have friends that write like chapter one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and it's very difficult for me to do that because I lose track of of my of the goal, um, and so yeah. I I have to jump around. I have to jump around and then to make sure everything kind of meshes together by the end. And hopefully, yeah, it turns that it out does. so beautiful. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Tara. So the bench. It's just it's atmospheric. It's highly emotional. It's sad. It's, it'll, it'll give you all the feels. Just go read it. (laughs) Go read it. I will be your cheerleader, Ty. I will, I will tell everyone. (laughs) Yes. I am,
2: I am very intrigued by the favorite because Mm -hmm. I I feel you on like my, my son tells me that my daughter is my favorite every single day. He's like, I know she's your favorite. (laughs) I'm like, well, she ticks me off less than you right now. So yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, every day he's convinced that she's my
1: favorite. Well, I, my mom would always whisper. We, I have three siblings and my mom would always (laughs) whisper to us, you're my favorite. And she would whisper it to all of us. Um, I really (laughs) know that I'm the favorite though. Like I know that. (laughs) And so with my kids, I, I tell them all the time, you're my favorite. And I let all the kids hear because I want, I want them all to know that they are my favorites. But Kipton, our youngest, is three, and he turns four in a couple weeks, or in one week. I'll whisper to him, you're my favorite, but don't tell anybody. And he'll say, okay. And he'll tell me, daddy, I have a secret. And I'll bend down and he says, I love you the most, but don't tell anybody. And it's just this really cute, he knows, he knows, like, it's probably a joke but we have this little secret thing you know and and it's really really sweet and I love doing that with all my kids because even when my mom I knew my mom was telling it to all of us it still made me feel really good and so the favorite is dedicated to mom because I knew that I was always the favorite anyway
2: <laughs> well in that moment you were her favorite right
1: right i mean it depends on oh gosh so many different variables but we have favorites
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna act like I have no idea what you two are talking about because I only have one. Sandra, so he,
2: Sandra knows Vince You do
1: favorite. have a favorite. Yeah. I know, and I tell I mean, him every day fair, he is my
0: favorite. He's the only one, but he's my favorite. I do tell him that.
1: He's so adorable. Mm, I love seeing the pictures of him and all of his stuff. Man.
0: He's a, they're little insane people in little mm-hmm. tiny packages. Yeah. Gimme timeline, Ty. So the glade.
1: Yeah, um, the the glade. I have to turn it into my publisher in May. Um, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna finish it sooner. Um, it had started out. I had originally slated the favorite to be second, but the way that my publisher uh, markets their first, second, and third books, the third one is usually pushed harder than the other two. And I didn't want a short story to be my third work. So I had emailed them even just a couple weeks ago, and I said, "Hey." here's kind of, here are my thoughts. The Glade is a short story. The Favorite's going to be a full-length novel. Um, I feel like it would, and, and I like The Favorite the most out of the, the the four that I'm working on right now. Is there any way that we could just push The Favorite to be third and The Glade to be second? She said, that's a great idea. Let's do it. So um, I switched those up and The Glade, the, the Favorite's deadline was May 30th and now The Glade's deadline is May 30th. And I'm I'm well over halfway with the glade and I have everything. I'm not a, a I'm not a plotter, I'm a pantser. I don't know if you know, you know what Crazy if you don't know what person. that is. <clears throat> yeah, that's where you just you just do what you want. Fly by the like seat of it. your pants. Um, but even I have everything planned out in the glade. I know what scenes I need to have in there. I can I can almost picture what they're going to look like and what's going to happen within them. And then um it's going to wrap up in a nice pretty terrifying bow and then i'm gonna i'm gonna turn it in and and be done with it i i think i'm probably gonna finish it by the end of next month which means i can finish the favorite earlier um and and probably do a few read throughs with um in order to edit add and change and adjust and then have a couple of friends um beta read it for me because that's it was really useful to have people do that Um, i get I get drawn into the story so much and so close and I, I know everything that's happening and I know everything that I see in my brain and to have a beta reader say, okay, I don't really understand what's happening here," um, is so useful because then you say, Oh, because I didn't describe anything at all. I just wrote what, you know, like what was in my head. Uh, and so you go back and you add another, you know, 10,000 words that describe all of the different scenes and everything. But um, hopefully those should be released this year, both of those in 2022.
0: I will g- be getting mine. I can't wait. So yeah. Let Tara's handling show notes. So we always love just plugging as much information as possible for her.
1: Yeah, I know. I've, I've heard how much in every episode, Sandra never fails to mention how much you love writing the show notes <laughs> and how short it takes. It's just like a couple of minutes, right?
0: Yeah. You only have to listen <laughs> to yeah, just a few. Or, No big yeah. deal. So we will uh, we will link where to get your book and stuff like that. Okay. But where can people find you on social media?
1: Yeah, on Twitter. I am at TC Rivers, um, which is a remnant of my a pen name that I made up in seventh grade. Um I decided to keep it for nostalgia's sake. I love it. Uh on it was Instagram, actually
2: wondering that when i tagged you in the twitter post i'm like where did this come yeah. from
1: <laughs> yeah i think i'm probably gonna have to end up changing it i just like i don't know i just like it so much you know i'll probably have to change it to something boring like at ty carlton author or something tc <laughs> rivers tc rivers makes people ask why why do you have this handle like well wouldn't you like to know
0: i love that it was a seventh grade <laughs> pen name though it's like
1: can, yeah can,
0: can you, can't you keep it yeah
1: yeah and i was now... gonna use that pen name but i'm not
2: When people wonder, we can be like, "Now listen to the podcast because he
1: says exactly."
2: There's the. I mean,
1: if that's not a plug for it, do you want to know why Ty Carlson's handle is TC Rivers? Then you have to listen. It's Mm -hmm. the world's greatest mystery. Um, (laughs) Instagram, I'm TC Rivers 85, and Facebook, I actually just made an author page. Um, It's Ty Carlson author. I mean, you can find me on. I'm. I think my profile is actually personal. It's not public anymore. Um, but Ty Carlson author is, and there's a link there for my book as well.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. There's where you can connect with Ty and see what he has going on book wise. And I can't wait to read the favorite, like hopefully it'll be like a seasonal, like October, November kind of mood. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. It will
1: be. It's going to release. I have to turn it in by September. So Mm -hmm. it, it's a couple months after that, it'll release. Um, maybe October 31st.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ty. Um, Ty Carlson, everyone, The Bench, it's been out for a month. If you haven't read it, please go read it. It's so twisty and so good. And I, you just have such a good way of writing people that are just relatable. These are everyday people that are so relatable. And... Yeah, like
1: just well, please go you. read it,
0: Tara. I'm talking to you. I'm looking at you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And you'll have to let me know what you think. And if you if you're listening and you and you read it and you think, man, I need to tell the world how awful or how great it is. Hopefully, it's the latter. Then leave a review because. And Sandra, please. I'm leave working a review. on mine.
0: Mm-hmm. I just yes. read it last night. Come I know. I'm just. Saying, I'm,
1: gonna, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> because it's fun to see thing. those.
0: Yeah.
1: It's fun to see what I was people thought. Fun. And...
0: Yeah, you'll with. I love buying Kindle versions. I love paperback too, obviously, but I'm kind of a minimalist and I don't like carrying a lot of stuff with me from place to place. Right. But I love buying ebook versions because when highlighting it and it's connected to your Goodreads account, you can quickly pull up like anything that you've highlighted and stuff. So I was just having a good old time, like highlighting <laughs> phrases that I thought were so beautiful or like little little breadcrumb. Oh my
1: gosh! I love That's awesome. that. Too.
0: So I feel like whenever you start seeing those things pop up, when people make those public, that'll be like a cool thing for you.
1: Oh, I'm I'm really excited. I'm also having a local, um, I don't know, author. It's kind of like a publishing launch event because um, I told my wife I wanted to, I've had a lot of people be like, hey, will you sign my book? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. But you're, I mean, I don't even know where you live. And so I'm just going to like blast it on social media. It's at Once Upon a Time Books in Town um that's oh, awesome i used that's to be amazing. the youth pastor for the owner like really? 12 years ago yeah allison and she's wonderful she's great i talked to her the other day but we're gonna have like a like an hour and a half event there where um we're gonna talk i'm gonna read um maybe a couple chapters and then i'll do signings and so it's gonna be just like super fun tara you can just like make the quick jaunt over <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Hello. Right. Come see me. <laughs> well, when is, so is it? Fun. Yeah, when is it's it? Gonna I be go.
1: February 5th um at Once Upon a Time Books and we're still nailing down the time because we're trying to figure out what would be the best, but I think it's going to be around mid-morning. So like 10 or 11 central. I'm, I'm very here for excited. for Once
0: Upon a Time Books visit too. I love that shop so much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm we'll we'll link it. We'll link the event in the show notes too.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me on. I I love I love doing these kind of things. And when I told my publisher that I like, I love talking and I love being on stage and I love doing podcasts. They were like, yes, great. He's like finally. the perfect
0: writer. <laughs> like, are you sure this is a writer? Like, yeah. He
2: will yeah. edit and he will.
1: I'll He's do both. open to you know feedback.
0: What? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's Crazy. super fun. I love doing this kind of stuff. So when, when the Glade or the favorite comes out, just invite me back over and, and we'll okay. talk about that one.
0: Okay, maybe we can be in person. Let's see what the world looks like. Oh, yes. I'm tired of this. Yeah. But
1: Ty Carlson,
0: everybody, The Bench, it's linked. Go read it. Leave a review rating, and we will see you next week.
1: Thank you. Bye, y'all.
0: Bye.